Yes, the A Show, it's the Astro Appetite Man. November 17, 2021. How's it going? How goes it? Oh my god, Astro Appetite, because uh, I'm, I'm stress eating is hard. <laughs> I ballooned to 190 for the first time in about 10 years. 190. I'm getting like 15 pounds off of the heavyweight uh, for the Universal MMA, which is a heavyweight. So I'm. I got 190 at one point last week, and then I was just like, holy shit, I'm a fat ass, you know, but then I don't feel like the 190 fat ass that I was before, but then again, I did, because I feel it in my gut, this, this, the three days of just like stress binge eating a little bit, mostly carbs, you know, blew me up good, and then it took, and then also I, I think I was like constipating so much I wasn't shitting. This is a TMI, but who gives a shit? This whole, whole premise of this thing is a TMI. And then uh, I think one time I finally got to shit, it gave me five pounds off. And so I was literally carrying five pounds of shit for a good day and a half, believe it or not. And then uh, now I'm back down to 183 as I'm recording this. Uh, and then uh, I had... <laughs> <laughs> I went to go eat a frozen frozen ice or the whatever shaved ice you want to call it um, as self-treat, you know, of myself. And then uh, I was hovering around 183. I was mostly on, well, that's all ice aside from sugar and all that little chunks. I don't get the chocolate or any of that shit in that. Um, so, I mean, a little bit of carbs, but mostly big chunks of ice. So my mouth feels like it's frozen. <laughs> Because I, I took a spoonful of it, and it, it's not a sweet, milky ice like it was before. So I was like, this is just ice. So I feel like I just, like, drank two pounds of water, and then I just drank. And so I was just like, oh, I'm at 183 right now, and I haven't really had dinner. I thought about getting dinner, and then I changed my mind. And then uh, I, I just got, I got to change up my diet. You know, when I started recording this thing about a year in, and I had a consistent diet of, like, just a pure protein, but now I'm I'm really running out of energy fast because like it's just a protein heavy diet doesn't make sense. I had a bowl of rice along with the steak this morning, but I got, I got gas fast. You know I try to work out I gas fast, so I don't know what's going on. Maybe it was also a caffeine crash, and then in general maybe it's a general fatigue. But there are moments that I have this like ridiculous appetite, uh, mostly for some kind of rice or sugar, which tells me that my body needs energy. And if I balloon it so much, I'm going to go 190 like it's fucking 2004, 2005, or 2012. Um, so there's that. There, there's that. Um, I For the longest, longest, longest time, I wanted to talk about the, uh, the, the, the Democrats and their collapse a month ago and then the whole infrastructure bill. But more and more I read, more sipping of the news coming out, whether it's through Politico, Reuters, CNN, axios and all that shit i the main topic i wanted to talk about how the progressives are just being awful or not awful but i just don't understand their political game uh that topic has morphed into something else which is uh something i realized realized having an epiphany which is i think the america already has a third and fourth party in this country Contrary to what people think, I talked about Andrew Yang about three weeks ago and his uh, Ford party. I would like to propose to you as a non-American, non-voter, but just a casual political follower junkie, the the true third party, which is, are you ready for this? Are you ready for this? Drum roll. A moderate independent party, or MIP, 
I would like to call. What a boring fucking name. But you know what? That is a fucking point. America, you know, the American politics people are sick of binary choices. So they look to something like, oh, look at Canada, look at Europe. And then I just go, look, like grass is always greener. And what you end up doing is creating other uh, political factions and coalition of things. And if you look at the parliamentary system countries like Sweden, Canada, Italy, and all those, they look at America and go, isn't binary nicer, as extreme as it is? It's kind of bipolar. And, you know, people complain. There are no perfect system. Otherwise, you're going into authoritarian you know, autocrats that we have huge problems of. They're, I think the Atlantic, the usual freakout magazine, had an article called The Bad Guys Are Winning. You know, the pick, pick the two big ones, like Xi Jinping and China, Putin, two of them having the forever power, but also their little lower, smaller uh, autocrats or the authoritarians, really, or dictators, you want to call them, that are also there. That's not Russia or China, such as that guy Lushenko in uh, Belarus. Just like doing the political game with the refuge uh, over to Poland and shit. And also, you know, a bunch of like stand countries or like Turkmenistan and all those. You might have seen them. You know, Turkey, President Erdogan, uh, who supposedly got uh, unelected by the democratic process. Wink, wink, nudge, nudge. Uh, it has an awful amount of influence in media and all that stuff also. I mean, that fucking country, Turkey, has a power to just shut down Twitter, you know, and a flip of a switch. And I just go like, it's EU in a way, but it's not acting like an EU, which pre- preaches on Western democracy and liberalism, blah, blah, blah. So anyways, so those are the three choices you have. Parliamentary what we got in America versus the ridiculous dictator, whatever. Um, <laughs> so democracy is important, and people in America are wondering, why isn't there another choice? I hate the concept of Democrats and Republicans. I'm, I'm sorry to tell you that this country already has four parties, including two in each of the, the two big teams that you have right now. So Republicans' easy thing is repubes. Um, there are traditional Republicans, if you want to call them. I don't know what that is anymore after what has happened over the last 40 years. Go listen to that in the insurrection episode, an insurrection that took about 40 years. And then now you get the crazy numbnut wingnuts, you know, the Trumpism, uh, the populists that are completely hijacking the party. But then I just go, if you see what happened 10 years ago with the Tea Party, which preceded this Trumpism, uh, it's not surprising. Uh, it, they're outwardly, you know, corporate focused and, you know, uh, what you might call it, culture war focused. Can't believe I'm saying this because some of you don't don't follow like absolute like political 180 that has happened, especially the last five, six years or so. And people talk about that in Virginia election, what happened with the governor race and all that stuff. It's a culture war based. Well, and it really comes down to the suburban parents, especially white ones. But anyways, so there's the two parties you got right there. And then the whatever the moderate republicanism that's left in this country is nearly dead or unelectable. Yet there are segments of those people that go, we're not that as evidenced by, you know, we don't like Trump, you know, because the Republicans there basically 
we're voting for we're not voting for Trump rather than we vote for Biden and Democrat. That's what those votes were, right? And then that made a difference. Holy shit, a year ago. On the Democratic side, you got the progressive wing and then the moderate Democrats. That essentially, in my eyes, is no different from what you got in Canada with Liberal Party with NDP Green Party coalition of sorts or looking like a coalition. So, and then same thing over in Germany with the, their Social Democratic Party and the Green Party. Because that's more left progressive leaning together and then they're trying to do a balance act on the left side of the spectrum. So when people present and come up and say we need a forward party to completely differentiate between the two like Andrew Yang is doing, that's utterly unproductive. Because this is a debate that every country has, especially for, you know, democratic voting society, whether it's Canada, Sweden, UK, Italy even, holy shit, Australia, New Zealand, Korea, Japan. You know, this is a constant struggle, especially for liberalism. Because conservatism as a whole is really, really getting out of the touch. Because what it essentially should have been is a conservatism is a slower moving progress. But in the last two, three decades has turned into, in any country, the conservative conservatism has become a significant source of extreme nationalism, some sort of racial protection of a, you know, majority perceived as a minority, you know, the victim mantra that they have, you know, white nationalism, I'll say it out loud. Or in Japan, it's not white nationalism, it's a Japan nationalism, which is prevalent, seems to be more prevalent among younger people compared to other Asian countries, for example. Uh, on the liberal side, you know, there are obviously younger people, the Greta people, uh, I guess, are supposedly more progressive and, you know, like, conscious of global warming and shit. But as Bill Maher said last two weeks ago, look, Greta only has, like, what, 1 point something million, 11 something million followers compared to Kylie Jenner, who has hundreds of millions of followers. Like, if young people truly were following on Instagram such a way, given that Instagram is a much younger following base than Facebook, per se, then younger people's focus is not exactly there. And then there's some, some statistical, not completely anecdotal, uh, surveys and the research suggests that, especially in a well-off countries like America, uh, the teenagers, the Gen Zs, want to be more Insta social media famous than actually working like Greta and shit. Um, which basically comes back down to not in my backyard mentality is all across all generations, which is a exact, you know, problem as a humanity for the extreme true progressivism to truly progress in such huge steps. And I think it's also now I say it out loud, it has become evident that people don't like huge changes uh, unless there is a disaster in front of them. You know, and then even with a disaster in front of them, such as a COVID uh, about a year and a half ago, God, people are still against this like whole lockdown and shit. We never liked it down. Fuck masking and all that shit, right? So I think the progressivism to make a progress, unfortunately, will never work the way it's presented. No amount of urgency, no amount of like good work that's being done 
you know, like AOC and some of the people are trying to demonstrate will not work. And you can have that caucus of people like the progressive wing or the NDP, you know, or whatever forward party you want to do. It's not going to work. And I'm saying this as a someone who's looking for those progressive steps moving forward. So which comes back to my original argument that I wanted to make for the longest time. Progressives don't know how to fucking progress. Especially in America. But it's also a problem in other countries. Because none of them have a real game plan other than crying about it. As evidenced by Jack Me, the Green Party. Maybe the only reason, even the Green Party in Germany who had a great showing, that leader lady, the other Anna, seems like she ripped off everybody's fucking playbook and then just got a feel-good story of it and rode the momentum of the flood that happened the last summer or this past summer. And then, like, you look at the infrastructure bill that's trying to happen in Canada or U.S. here. I mean, and then the social spending bill that's going through the House, which is likely going to get blocked in Senate. I, it, it, it's just not going to work, just harping on progressivism and all that. But then when I read the political article this morning where, you know, the whole before the whole election day collapse, supposed collapse. Uh, which I'm not surprised by. Uh, the Progressive Caucus said they're, they didn't want to vote before Biden left because Biden never told, you know, Nancy Pelosi and the House and the Senate to, like, go make a decision now. He just said, Nancy Pelosi, you do the talking, said Joe Biden. And then the Progressive Caucus said, well, President didn't seem to be so keen on voting this thing before he leaves for Europe three weeks ago. Blah, 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 blah. So they're just like hot potatoing, punting this shit, wanting to pay, you know, pass both bills, the infrastructure bill and the social spending bill. And then they, you know, just, you know, signed the infrastructure bill the last couple of days finally into law and blah. So, what do I propose here? What do we learn from this is that all right, Joe Biden ain't getting shit done. Or that's a perceived perception from either the progressives or the republicans because country the, the, the humanity in general falls somewhere in between it's never the extreme left or the extreme right but i think people generally want progress and then like one actual smaller step being demonstrated and unfortunately as much as progressives tout that, like, hey, they need to run on a positive message and the success, you know, have failed to provide any positive light if they were going to cock block the bills, for example. And then the most of America, the suburbans, the swing voters, that's where the voters are. You know, that's what happened in Virginia. That's what's going to happen in Pennsylvania, New Jersey, hey, here in Michigan, uh, North Carolina, Georgia next year. And minorities are mostly moderate also. People don't realize, take it for granted that like, you know, as much as progressive side, especially the white liberals want to preach that, hey, they're for minorities and all that. Hey, a lot of the minorities are split too. Don't assume just because we're, you know, visible minorities, we are like automatically liberal. It's like assuming that every single LGBTQ community are exact same group of people thinking the exact same way, which Dave Chappelle talked about. 
Oh, and also, can I name you some gay people or the trans, you know, transgender people that are utterly like don't get it politically and doesn't make sense? Caitlyn Jenner, formerly Bruce. Uh, Kevin Spacey, he came out. What a piece of shit he is. He came out, you know, in the midst of the allegations. The other one, Peter Thiel. That guy was backing all these crazy numbnuts in Ohio, J.D. Vance and this other guy for the Pennsylvania Senate elections next year, or Arizona, rather. I mean, he's openly gay. And then he just bought a place in D.C. moving in with all these, like, Trump or caucus people and Trump family members and throwing $10 million in his pack to each of the Senate candidates on the Republican side. He's gay. He's openly gay. But does he think, like, what the rest of the, you know, progressive, liberal, LGBTQ, pride flag people think they are? Hey, what about Milo? Remember Milo, the guy from three, four years ago who was fucking, who got banned on Twitter before, like, they were, like, <laughs> virtue signaling banning Trump? That guy's gay. And then the guy was defending fucking pedophilia. Or he sounded like he was. What a piece of shit. How, like, they, there's always an in-between, including defund the police, all that message, which is utter horse shit. It is horseshit. Democrats, it's not all Democrats, but then Democrats in general suck at messaging. But especially the progressive liberals suck at fucking messaging because they don't want to hear that extreme shit that seems to be jumping 5, 10x of whatever it's supposed to be. So, which is why I pro- propose a moderate independent party. Uh, and then we're going to run on utter stoicism, moderacy. And pragmatism. (laughs) This party is socially liberal, but fiscally conservative. How about that? We start right there. We are for spending for these good things. But with math that makes sense. See, the whole debate during the uh, social spending bill and the infrastructure bill, you know, when the progressives are holding it up, because the infrastructure bill passed, the bridges and internets and whatnot, and then the social spending bill, like the paid paid leave and all those that's coming up. Uh, even without the moderate Democrats mansion and cinema, some of the moderate Democrats, I think it was like Chris Coons and those other guys out of Connecticut, uh, they wanted CBO, the Congressional Budget Office, to show that this is doable, $1.8, $1.9, trillion in the spending bill side of it. Infrastructure was like $1.4 trillion, right? They wanted that. They didn't say it publicly, but they were saying this in the behind the scenes. And obviously, they couldn't get to CBO because the numbers are fluctuating from like $3.5 trillion to $2.something trillion, down to $1.7 trillion, and now it's like $2 trillion. So... I guess my advice would have been, could, could they have run some multiple scenarios and CBO do its work while they're taking my fucking IRS money? But uh, again, whatever. So at some point, the debt, you know, debt paying's got to catch up. You can't print money forever. And that is a perception for moderate suburban American voters. And they're not all white. There are a lot of Asians. There are a lot of blacks. There are a lot of Latinos. There are a lot of straight. There are a lot of gay. 
There are a lot of transgender and all those people. Like, I would run on a platform of utter stoicism, no emotion, go on both MSNBC, Fox News, Newsmax, CNN, you know, all those, you know, channels, and then just sit there and take it. Sit there and take it. If they criticize you, sit there and take it. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, we'll see what we can do and then just get off. What a boring entertainment. But you know what? It makes the TV host look good if you do that. That would be my media strategy. And also show with the numbers. And then that would be a truly moving forward party because this is where the majority of the voters are. Yeah, I would. And then also, I would utterly preach, you know, independence. I'm not going to go off on a gun message. As much as I never touched a gun in my life, and then I don't understand the gun nuts, I don't give a shit, especially in American culture. I would really preach that independent freedom in that matter, including body choice, you know? Like, pro-choice. It's even for the mask mandate, I'll be like, well, we follow the CDC guidelines. It's not a mandate from CDC. CDC has no jurisdictional right. They always provide guidelines. FDA federal approval for the drugs. But can they enforce it something into a law? No. That's why they're legislative branches. So forget the gun control. Forget any of that shit. It's all about independence and then while preaching safety and all those. What a perfect modern message. Legalize weed. Legalize sports gambling federally. It's your independent choice. But we're not going to fund it for you. We're just going to decriminalize. You love who you love. You do what you want with your body. We'll create you guidelines. Such as for masks. <laughs> and then we'll provide safety nets as needed. While raising reasonable amount of taxes based on the global agreement of the 15 corp- 15% corporate you know, tax and all that. And do all that shit. Simplify some of these. See, and then you might be going, but PK, you sound like a fucking libertarian at this point. Uh, not exactly. Because I'm going to keep the platform simple. I would, if I were to officialize this party, I'm not going to sell you a false sense of like optimism moving forward, being something completely different than the, what the existing Democrat and the Republican you know, platforms are, which I think is the greatest mistake or the fucking scam Andrew Yang is selling. Stop selling on false optimism. And stop selling on over-negativity. So this is what the moderate independent party of America is going to do. That's my proposal. I think this would get a lot of fucking votes. (laughs) I don't think this is like regionally restricted or anything. It's stoicism. That's what we're running on. But anyways, what do you think? Am I oversimplifying this or do I make sense? Like... We need to tone it down. And if you want to truly introduce a new party, which I think is utterly unnecessary, but if you must insist creating a new third, fourth party that we already have within our existing universe in this system in America, that's my proposal. Stoicism. 
Just playing, just playing like poker face all the fucking time. Letting people be, letting them do what they want to do while, you know, upholding very fundamentals of the freedom, the safety, the liberation, and the progress, and the stability, and then the stoicism of a nation. Anyways, that's my dumbass theory for someone who cannot vote. Have fun. Email me at aa-show.outlook.com. Email me at aa-show.outlook.com. Peace out. We'll see you just before the Thanksgiving uh, next Wednesday, which is the biggest party night in American nights. Uh, is that back, you know, after this pandemic? Vaccines are waning. But let's see what happens, all right? Peace out.